Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. So a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that all of October, all of those intros we recorded in a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the downside of that means that because we recorded them all in advance, there were some things we couldn't do like in real time, like thank our patrons who joined in the month of September. Oh, my goodness. So here is a list of people that we would like to thank for joining us on Patreon for September and October. Are you ready? Yeah. Hit me. Iverson, Erica Celeste Wagner, Leonata Madhouse, Guy Edwards, Dan Madden, Let's Press Play, James Cherniza Chernzia is the I before or after the Z oh I'm dyslexic I don't know (laughs) I was waiting for you to go there's neither an I nor a Z in there (laughs) Uh, C-H-E-R-E-N-Z-I-A Chernzia 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 you know who you are it's been so long since I've really got tripped up on any of these and then along came James Um, (laughs) (laughs) Cap (laughs) <laughs> Lonnie Zone, Sleeping Sage, Lance Maxwell, Minona, Molly McCart, Anessa White, Owen, Andrew Carey, Anna, Lena, Schubert, Demon Squirrel, and Bethan DeView. Thank you, all of you, for joining us on Patreon. Some of you in September, some of you in October, all of you. In our hearts. In our hearts still right now. If you are interested in joining our Patreon, you can go over to patreon.com slash the crit show. You can get access to 
almost all of the content we make uh, at the $5 tier, and you can get access to the most aggressively welcoming Discord on the internet for just $1. We are bouncing up and down ever closer than further away from unlocking Kim's Let's Play of Alice is Missing. Nice. So if you would like to help us unlock that for, you know, December or maybe the new year, man, head on over. Join us. There's literally, by now, hundreds of hours if you're looking for other games to listen to and to learn as we play them. There's so much. I was thinking the other day about, like, I should refresh on my list of everything we've we've played and all the co- extra content we've put yeah. out. I started thinking about it and then I gave up because there was so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also want to throw out there, if you're listening to the main show, which you are because you're listening to this intro right now, mm, and yes. you don't want to listen to ads before and after and in the middle of your episodes, the $5 tier will give you access to an ad-free feed of the main show. That's true. And I would like to add on top of that, if you are listening to this and you're like, hey, I'm a patron and I've got a reward that I should have, like an ad-free feed, Mm -hmm. and I don't have it, or I've never heard my name on the intro, 100% human error. That's all me. I make these lists. If you're missing something, man, send us an email at thecastofthegreatshowpodcast.com. It's my fault. I have simply, I'm one man, and I'm very tired, and so I miss things. It takes a big man to admit that, though. (laughs) I'm sure people are are missing things. So you're the Um, one physically sending an email as a link to the ad-free feed? I have to go in and add their Patreon name into a website and then activate it to our Patreon feed. Incredible. Yeah. Manually. Isn't that delicious? This really is a small business operation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let us know if you're missing something. Oh, man, I'll remedy that. Unless I also miss that email and mess that up. But then if you tell me a second time. By that point, it seems like something bigger is working against you. <laughs> uh, but the thing that we can do in real time is select the winners of Critter Treat for this year. <gasps> yeah. There were so, so many good costumes, costumes this yeah. year. And some new faces, I feel. Uh, so yeah. thank you, everyone who submitted. So my understanding is that TAS has got a random number generator up. I do. Uh, we have assigned numbers to all of the entries, some of them twice, none of them three none times. None of them three times because all of you, for some reason, I can't fathom why, decided you didn't want to be Chris Catan or a Chris Catan <laughs> character for Halloween. You didn't want to spend your single 2023 Halloween costume on Chris Catan, and I just don't understand why. But yeah. Oh, well. I did Chris Kattan. I handed out candy to trick-or-treaters as Chris Kattan. They all recognized me. <laughs> they all loved it. Yeah. Not a Chris Kattan character, just Chris Kattan. And they all said, are you Chris Kattan? I said, yes, child, I am. Have an extra Reese's. <laughs> were, were you happened to be dressed? Were you happened to be dressed as? I were. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> as the character from the show that I modeled after Chris Kattan. Yes, of course. I mean, it's obvious which one that is, and I knew it immediately. Perfect. Then there's no more we need to say about that. <laughs> I'm so glad that that we can really just put a nail in that whole thing and wrap it up so nicely. We're going to get that on a Q&A question at some point uh, for some end of the... We'll, we'll need to save that for the end of the show, though, because to reveal it earlier oh, than that would be too big. That'll be our new wizard in a jar question where we're just like, we just ignore... I'm not answering that. I was about <laughs> to do it right now, but I should hold it on. I should, I yeah, should hold yeah. on to it. Oh, yeah, please. Okay. All right, Tass, so hit that number generator. The first number we have is eight. All right, this is Patrick B. as Ada from Perilous Times. (gasps) This was such a good costume. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you for making it. 
The second number we have is four. This is super cute. This is Steven Gergen and his son as Mario and Luigi. Oh. And they also had a second entry that was their dog Cookie as the Cookie Monster. Oh. <laughs> and the third number we have is 25. That is Cody McFate and his girlfriend as Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan from Return to Monkey Island. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, so nice. con- congratulations, everybody. Congratulations. Well yeah, thank, thank you. For sharing your Halloween. That was yeah, that was us. a thank you for submitting, not not a response to Rev's <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> uh, so we will uh we'll contact you, we'll get your addresses, and we will send you a box of spooky stuff. No, just a box of spooky. <laughs> sort of the essence, just, like a nebulous. Just a just, box of ambiance. It's, it's just a paper that says spooky on it. <laughs> You're going to open the box and it's going to seem empty oh, at first, no. but I can assure you there is spooky in there. <laughs> Whatever you do after you open it, don't take your eyes off of it. Oh, no. And you see a speck of light out there in the dark that seems to be getting bigger. And it gets close enough and the lightning flashes and you can see a figure on horseback riding in your direction. They're wearing a big billowing black duster. They don't seem to have a head. All right, which way to hollowed ground? There's a church up the road northeast out of town. That'll do. As you all exit the stables to head northeast out of town towards the church, you see this giant horse still right here on the side of the road next to the hole in the saloon wall. It glares at you all as you go by and you see that as you make your way past, the rider materializes on its back again as the horseman gallops back up the hill towards the gate and he's got a saddlebag open that you can see a bunch of bottles sticking out of with rags jammed in the top. And he pulls one of them out and sticks the rag in the jack-o'-lantern head and it lights. I'm trying to put that fire out. Okay, how so? Horse blanket. You go to throw your horse blanket on the flames to try to smother them, and instead it's like it washes them with the life-giving oxygen that they need, (laughs) (laughs) and they blow inside of the church house where the rain is not penetrating, and fire starts to spread up the walls, engulfing the church. The four of you are standing in the churchyard with the church going up in a blaze behind Ricketts and Mary Jane sort of buckling down with you, hoping that this situation will go away. (laughs) (laughs) A, A mysterious rifleman on a nearby roof who seems to be fighting on your side and the horseman who has taken some damage and seems pretty pissed off about that, readying another bottle. I made it worse. I made it worse. The church is on fire. Inside the church is on fire. Does it look like this thing is burning pretty undeterred? Like if it's if it's climbing up the walls, I don't really know if there's anything we can do about it at this point. Yeah, I was gonna I was like, huh, do I make you roll? No, the church is probably it's probably it's toast. Go. Yeah. Without a divine intervention. I mean, for what it's worth, there is a move in the weird part of this book that is prayer, and it is just when you pray, I pick a thing and you know, like maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, maybe it works in a mysterious way, etc. Does anybody know off the top of their head if the church that is on hollowed ground burns down, does that negate the hollowness of the ground? That depends. Do we think that this front yard is a cemetery? Because if it is, then a cemetery is still hollowed ground. Do I see any tombstones? No, you do not. 
All right. Him not being able to get in here, I think, is on a very quick timer. Yeah, I'm going to be terrible at trying to shoot this thing, but I am going to try to see if I can lasso his like satchel of liquor bottles away from him. All right. Why don't you use a skill? This is going to be rope. And again, I think this is going to be contested by his ride because he is going to try and evade this. So you're going to have a minus two. Ugh, with the minus two, that's an eight. All right. You throw out your lasso and it wraps around the satchel and you yank it free. And as you do, he gets one hand out, gets it on the neck of a bottle. And then as it passes in front of the horse, the horse reaches out with its teeth and bites onto one of the bottles. Oh my God. (laughs) So he's still got two. He's still got two to use against you. (laughs) That's a dexterous horse. I mean, well done. But the rest of them shatter as the satchel hits the ground. He earned those. But the horse drinks it. Just knocks knocks his head back. He's like, don't waste this. Cool, yeah, I'm like pulling my lasso back through the iron gate and just looking at the horse kind of like impressed. It, it gives you like, what's up, eyebrows? It's like, yeah, I know. Please don't flirt with me in this. <laughs> <laughs> Kim's like, all I've wanted is for somebody to flirt with me. But not and the horse. <laughs> now it's a horse. I refuse to flirt with this brony. <laughs> <laughs> all I've wanted is a love interest and every GM denies me. <laughs> I'm I'm laying one at your feet right here, big beautiful horse. I do have a weakness that I'm addicted to flattery. So how charming is this horse? <laughs> What's everybody else up to? If we're on a timer, I think we really, really, really do have to find out what that guy down there is shooting that is affecting him so much. So I can try and draw him away to give you guys a head start to head down there. Hey, what you shooting? Do you genuinely shout to him? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think in the distance you can see like his attention turns to you and he looks back at the horseman. It seems like he's trying to decide. And then he like rolls backwards off the roof and you see him run out from behind the blacksmith shop circling wide as if he's going to try to get to you. Looks like that guy's headed up this way, but this isn't going to be a safe space for very long. If you guys want to try to play the the timer game here i'll run out and try to meet this guy halfway and see what's going on he may not come after me at all yeah if you're not one of his targets you should be good to go i turn on a heel and sprint there's no time all right you jump the gate of the churchyard uh and start running out to meet this mysterious rifleman and as you clear the gate the horseman rears his horse back and turns it in your direction Mm. and starts to pursue i'm gonna shoot the horseman Roll shoot. Three. Should have specified I wanted to use magic on the horse. (laughs) (laughs) You take a shot and it's wide and you and Tass see that rifleman drop to the ground. Oh my God. (laughs) He could have been handsome. He doesn't seem like he's perished. Oh my God. But it does seem like you winged him. And- Tass, I think you see him like kind of waving at you and he like points at his gun and does the sign of the cross and points to the church. Oh, I like screech to a halt and turn back and run back towards the church. Can can I try leading the horseman away so that Tass isn't being actively pursued while he's trying to make it back? Uh, Sure. How how are you trying to bait the horseman? I'm leaving this sanctuary this hollowed ground uh and i'll try to hit him with an arrow as i like ride perpendicular to him so he kind of 
thinks that I'm trying to escape. Okay. I think that we're going to start with a nerve roll here. I think this is the first time that you have like solo faced the horseman and it is a daunting task. So roll plus soul plus nerve. That's a seven. All right. So you are okay. You have sufficient nerve to try to take on the horseman. So you're riding out, you're shooting an arrow. All of this is in an effort to just distract though. Yeah. I think then this is going to be a provoke roll. Ooh. So use a skill plus soul plus provoke. Nine. Okay. You ride out of the churchyard and immediately, even with his back to you, the horseman turns to pursue you instead. And you lob an arrow in his direction. You try to lead him away from Tass. And he drops the bottle that he's holding and pulls that axe out of its sheath and just one hand overhand throws it towards you. And it passes low, but the tip of the blade slices across your thigh. Uh, Why don't you roll the harm move? So when the GM tells you to take lethal or non-lethal harm, roll plus body plus modifiers. In this case an arrow or a blade, we're going to say it's a plus two. Then record your wound on the character sheet. Ten. Okay. On a ten plus, the harm is but a scratch or a bruise, but you cannot act for a moment. So you fall a little bit lopsided on the horse uh, and let some slack in the reins, and for the moment, you are accidentally stationary as the horseman rushes towards. Uh, I'm going to hop back on Virgil and see if me leaving hollowed ground will somehow divert this guy's attention. All right. I think this is, again, going to be a provoke roll. Okay. I think I'm going to give you a minus one on this one because he's already got a fixation and he seems to be doing okay with it. So, like, you're going to really need to muster some attention here. Eight. All right. You also take off out of the churchyard trying to draw the horseman's attention and his fixation on Megan lapses for a moment. Uh, He turns to address you and then turns the horse in your direction. It seems like he may be convinced that Megan is out of action and will be easy enough to deal with later, but you're on the move. He needs to deal with you now. Cool. I am going to rethink my gun and use it the way that my magic god intended. I want to try to buffet the rider sideways again as he's like running across, see if I can knock him back. Okay. Go weird. Go weird. What am I at here on on a go weird scale? Uh, No, no negatives. Okay. Seven. Okay. Just kidding, sucker. (laughs) Minus one. All right, you fire again, and this wave of force hits him. He falls sideways in his saddle, almost off the horse. You actually see, like, a foot come down and touch the ground. And again, like, he's pseudo-corporeal, so it looks like he pushes himself back up and into the saddle, but also he kind of passes through the grass underneath as he does. But as he falls sideways and out, he reaches out with his free hand and does grab the bottle that the horse has in its mouth um, as if he intends to dispatch it in your direction because you're being a real flying his ointment. (laughs) Tass, you hop the gate back into the churchyard. Church is pretty on fire. What do you want to do? I'm at a full sprint towards this flaming doorway and I'm mumbling to myself, let's see if I remember this shit, and I'm going to try to burst through the door and uh, see if I can find... The, like, dish of holy water. All right. I think this is going to be an acrobatics roll. Ten. Woo! Okay. You bust through the doors uh, and roll to a stop right at the base of the holy water font that is near the entrance. All right. I, I pull out both of my guns and I dip a hand in and just get a big handful of it. I'm like, okay, let's see. 
It's been like 20 years. Uh, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And I splash it over my guns and run out. I love... Spoken like a true former Catholic as quickly as possible. Yeah. One, good job. Uh, been watching a lot of Midnight Mass lately, so all the Catholic stuff is fresh in my mind. You did great. Two... It's a holy water font. Why did you think you needed to bless it? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it over my guns. Oh, okay. Over my Say guns. A quick prayer over the guns. Yes. All right. You splash your firearms with holy water. They don't work anymore. You got your Just guns. They're broken. <laughs> He's like, I thrust my guns into the water. <laughs> Just submerge them. Nothing from the gunslinger. <laughs> I wait until they glow or something. Nothing's happening. I don't. What's I don't going understand on? how Quick, any put of it. <laughs> put in some rice. <laughs> some holy rice <laughs> mr headless sir if you could hold hold on while this dries out what next i'm gonna get out and just sprint up until i feel like i have a shot and see if i can hit this guy okay yeah you see him riding away from megan who is kind of limp on horseback right now pursuing kim and readying another molotov to chuck in rev's direction give me a shoot roll all right nine your bullet strikes true, and again, there is a hiss as it hits, and the horseman recoils. He drops the bottle that he was holding and instead puts that hand over this wound in his chest. And off in the distance, I think you see that rifleman struggling to get back up to a knee using the rifle as like a crutch. I shoot him. <laughs> He's down again. Nobody steals my thunder. <laughs> no, he gets to a knee and he also levels his gun and fires another shot and another bullet hits with this hiss and the horseman seems in a tremendous amount of pain. Taz, what did you do? I put holy water on my guns. I have no idea if this will work or if it makes any sort of sense. Can I try to pray to the executioner as a god and as a god of, you know, punishing especially you know this soul that was a wicked man and a murderer so i think you know that as we've established like the gods are kind of locked into their worlds but you don't know what does exist here like you can say a prayer to the executioner it's probably not the one you're used to but something might happen it might fall on some ears yeah, I think I think that's what I'm thinking of like I'm not really religious in any sense, but I know that there are gods. I mean, I have the power of one, you know, with me. Just like I'd rather not get into this whole theology debate. Just roll pray. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even roll pray. You just say you're praying. And if it uh, works, you permanently decrease your weird skill by one. Ooh. Is that a cost you're willing to incur? Um, gracious. Not your weird level, your weird skill. So it only affects what you're rolling, not what you're capable of. Uh, yeah, I think knowing that this thing is partially after me and that it's not really a force that's just misunderstood. It seems to have bad intentions and knowing that it killed Damien in the, in a future that doesn't exactly exist anymore, but it could. I think, yeah, I'm willing to, to give up a point. I'm looking for the essentially the rain to be blessed. Oh, you want to bless the rains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that all of the storm is essentially holy. Fuck, that's good. Okay, you say your prayer to what entity you are unsure. And there is another crack 
of lightning and thunder, and you see that every droplet of rain that starts hitting the horseman smokes and hisses, and he starts thrashing, the horse starts thrashing, and the steam and the smoke grow and billow and engulf him, and then fade away, and the horseman is gone. That's for killing my boyfriend. Whoa, what happened? And why does this rain suddenly sting a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) I prayed. Decrease your weird skill by one. I'm going to spend a point of gear and pull out a bottle and collect some of this water. Oh, nice. Okay. Smart. Mark that you have a bottle of holy water. Uh, I want to ride over to the guy on the ground and like offer a hand to him to get up onto my horse. As you start to head that direction, he lets out a sharp whistle and a horse comes galloping by and he grabs onto its reins and it rides him away into the darkness. Whoa, no, hold on. Who are you? Tuxedo mask. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare tuxedo mask me. (laughs) You can see that he pulls himself up into the saddle with great difficulty, but he does turn back and tip his hat to you uh, before slapping the reins and getting his horse to go full tilt. But I don't even know your name. (laughs) Come back. I love you. It's okay. 20 feet later, he just falls dead (laughs) off the horse. (laughs) You can loot his driver's license off his horse. (laughs) He starts to ride away into the sunset. I shoot him. (laughs) I'll know your name if it's the last thing you do. So, you are all standing on the church grounds. Steam is rising from the building itself, as it seems like these blessed rains have also put out the flames that were engulfing the church, and it remains standing. In what direction was that mysterious rider going? Like, in the same direction that we know Bronze Chapel to be? More or less, yeah. Um, You know, the tracks are heading north, and they will curve around to the east, and that's about the direction he was headed. Okay. Kim's like, I really think we need to go to Bronze Chapel. I really think we need to <laughs> divert all of our focus to going to Bronze Chapel. One one more question. Did he have like muscly forearms or? Yeah. Can you describe his eyes? Uh, brooding. Hmm. She's like, I can Yeah, that. we have to go to Bronze Chapel. Well, that, that was just because of the bullet wound. I yeah. mean, to be honest. No. Uh, Full of tears. <laughs> Watery. Oh, he's sensitive. <laughs> Yeah, many are. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell was that guy? Could it have been one of the Iron Striders? Like, whoever it was, they had holy bullets. Like, they knew what to do out here. Why would they leave then? Yeah, like, why would they hide who they were? Maybe they're some kind of outcast and they don't want to be found. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, we we know that, like, this part of the anvil is not always, like, the most... um, with it in terms of dealing with supernaturally charged people. It could be that he was trying to hide his identity. Oh, like I didn't even think to ask her that if like they have iron striders who are a little more, you know, monstrous. Oh, maybe. live on the other side of the anvil. Or hell, it could just be a Zorro situation. It could be you. Like maybe it's one of (gasps) maybe it's one of you and you're like, I can't meet myself. It'll distort the timeline, like not understanding how all this stuff actually works. Yeah, that's true. Because if if I were to high five him, I might like Meld I just like stare hard into Tass's eyes. It's not brooding enough, I don't think. Can you try can you try brooding a little more? Can you I put just... on this bandana? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Cover just... up your face. <laughs> I like I like place my hand sort of like over like his nose and mouth. <laughs> I oh, just no, I'm not seeing it. I just frown a little, like and it's not <laughs> not appeasing this. It's because of it. 
<laughs> Everybody okay? Yeah, Megan, I saw him uh, throw an axe at you. Are you are you doing okay? Cut my pants a little bit, but uh, it's fine. Well, let's get let's get back down into town. Get dried off. Mary Jane, have you ever seen a man around town that has like a red bandana over his face and then a black duster and the lining of the duster is the same pattern as the bandana? No, but I saw him and whoo. Girl, get in line. I get it. You know who this probably is. He can get it. This is <laughs> this is probably Jake. What makes you say that? Because he was so cool. Because <laughs> he was so easy to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Jake is famously very shootable, I guess. <laughs> I'm a large target. <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. All right, you all head back down into town. The storm lets up a bit. Uh, it goes from these raging rains to just kind of a gentle sprinkle. The side of the saloon is obliterated. Ooh, <laughs> Part of the blacksmith shop is obliterated. There are some townsfolk like out at this point, uh, like, you know, holding their coats over their heads to try and guard them from the rain, but trying to figure out what the fuck all the racket was, what was going on. Uh, you hear a couple of people who you don't recognize. One of them is swearing to the other one that they saw the headless horseman ride out of the saloon uh, and the other person doesn't seem to buy it. No, no, you, you sure did see that, citizen, but we took care of it. They kind of stop mid-sentence and look at you confused, but they look over all of you and I think see like the signs of battle and that you're heading from the church direction. And there's just kind of a look of awe that falls over these people. I try so hard to recreate the hat tip that the uh, mysterious stranger gave. <laughs> mm. I think upon riding back into town uh, and presenting yourselves to the townsfolk, you can all increase your fame by one. <gasps> oh, what does that do? Fame is an indicator of the amount of hero worship that the general population has for you. Uh, a character gains one fame whenever they perform a heroic deed in the presence of eyewitnesses. A heroic deed is anything that puts the character in danger for the benefit of somebody else. Uh, fame points are not awarded for saving cats from trees or helping old ladies cross the street. They are only awarded for truly capital H heroic capital D deeds. Fame or infamy modifiers can be used instead of any soul plus skill modifier when they are fictionally applicable. Oh, okay. Uh, if you have three fame, you are famous. And being famous is a character aspect that can be played for a better or worse outcome. Um, you may not use famous as a character aspect. Well, that's mechanical. Uh, if you used fame as a modifier for the same role. So yeah, mark that down. You all have one fame. You are not quite famous. But if the narrative makes sense, you can replace a soul plus skill role with a fame role. Nice. Isaac De Silva comes out of the blacksmith shop. Well, I got bad news. I reckon this is going to set back the progress on your part by a little bit. Yeah, we saw we saw him run through your shop. There was nothing we could do. <laughs> I'll spend tomorrow getting the shop cleaned up and get back to work on this as soon as possible. Uh, and he just kind of looks at all the rest of you as you seem to be traveling in a group. Apologies for the delay, y'all. It's not your fault. We appreciate you. 
Mary Jane gets you all squared away in the saloon again, gets you all a room, and you are able to turn in for the night. Morning comes with no further incident. People are helping repair the wall of the saloon. People are helping repair the damaged blacksmith's shop. You can see off in the distance some people up the hill mitigating some of the smoke damage to the church. What do you all want to do with your remaining couple of days in Prospect Gardens? Or do you want to spend your remaining couple of days in Prospect Gardens still waiting for the train to be made ready? We could ride out to Silent Springs, find out what's going on with the mayor? Yeah, how far of a ride would it be to Silent Springs? You know, now that I think about it, I think it would be kind of a wash. I think that if you rode out early, the pace you would make versus waiting for the train and the pace it would make would probably come out pretty similarly, like a matter of getting there a few days from now. Yeah, I mean, if we are kind of waiting on the train, it doesn't seem like this is the place that has the thing we're looking for, but I think I'm still going to like spend time going around looking for magic or magic sigils. Yeah, I, I assume the information that I'm asking around about is stuff we already have or as much as we're going to get, but it would just be you know, talking with some of the townspeople that we haven't yet now that we're kind of known and just asking for stories about the area, you know, ghost stories, monster stories, just anything interesting that uh, I, you know, would maybe hopefully get to use later if they're applicable at all. Uh, I'm going around to everybody in this settlement and describing the man in the red bandana to the best of my ability and seeing (laughs) if anybody knows anything more about this guy. Ooh, you could go look on top of the blacksmith shop, see if he left anything. Oh my God, that's such a good idea. I will do that as well. Oh, and I'm doing so many gun tricks, like just out on the street, like, you know, trick shooting cans and things like that. Uh, I'm going to do something similar to what Tass was saying, asking about like this place and stories, but I want to find out a little bit more about the... uh, the geography of this place, like I know that it like rose up, but what's the like center spire about? Like, what do people call it? Has anyone ever been up there? I just want to know what the what the deal is. All right, so I'll start with Rev. I I don't need you to roll anything because there's not really anything to find here. Yeah. Um, as they've explained, this is the part of the anvil that like tries not to burden themselves with the supernatural. Um, beyond whatever happened, like with the church and the rain, there's not really any evidence of supernatural goings on um ricketts is here though uh and he seems like he's got something weird going on with him he has claimed to be a seer do you want to spend any time with him sure okay uh, i think the next morning you actually find him back out at his lean-to uh stirring a cauldron stirring his cast iron cooking pot over his fire and as you approach he looks up at you and just gives like a little grunt of acknowledgement so you said that you see into the future a bit but just enough to like know that that horseman was here, but you didn't sense it like coming from a great distance just right as it was approaching. He gives a grunt in the affirmative. If you were to think back, do you feel like it's always in proximity to you? Uh, he gives a thinking grunt and he says, There's always a swirl in my mind. Seems like it only becomes clear when it's going to affect me or something around me when I've got news that could help someone right here, right now. Is that why you're here? Because it's less chaotic on this part of the anvil? Less coming at you from all directions. He spits like into the dirt and says, I wander. Sometimes I'm here. Sometimes I'm there. Don't ever feel comfortable anywhere long enough to stay. We're going to be taking a trip around the whole of the anvil. And then uh, if our theory is correct, maybe to whatever is up there. And I gesture towards the, the column in the middle. The thing that came last night's connected to, it seems like two of our friends now. If we were to get us a wagon, I don't suppose you'd be interested in tagging along. He shakes his head. He says, not really my cup of tea. 
but maybe I'll see you out there somewhere along your path. Is there any um is there any convincing someone in this game? Yeah, there are uh, an assortment of social skills. Yeah. I don't know that I'm trying to use one, but I just for knowledge. Yeah, I'll also tell you I wouldn't make you roll one, it's not going to work. Okay. I think I'm going to I hate that this has become the thing. I'm going to take a moment as we're sitting here and just kind of breathe in the air around to get a sense of whatever it is that he does and what it smells like in this world. Okay. I don't feel like you're under any pressure or threat or anything, so I don't think this necessitates a roll. You pick up a scent. It is kind of chaotic, like it kind of it like contains multitudes, and that kind of chaos just seems sort of pervasive. Like it just exists on the air throughout this world. Mm. I think you get the impression maybe that like when something was gonna happen, it might be like ozone. Like it gets stronger mm. then, like ozone before the lightning. Yeah. But all right, I understand. Take care of yourself, and uh, if we do see you, I would like to say I look forward to it, but I imagine if we see you, it's probably an ill omen. He uh, gives a grunt that is kind of a chuckle. Yeah, head back to town. Tass, you make your way around town, wooing people with tricks, uh, and trying to see if anybody's got any like rumors and legends and stuff to feed you, right? Yeah. People seem excited to tell you anything now. Like, people are giving you all kinds of stories, different Urban legends, different creatures that they've heard exist in the world. None of it seems to be firsthand. They seem pretty insulated over on this side of the anvil. So everybody's got like a, oh, I had a cousin who had a friend whose train conductor saw a bat once that had human feet. And just like shit like that. <laughs> like nobody's got anything on their own. Uh, save for one story. Um, there is one person who says that they themselves encountered something peculiar. Oh, and what was it? They refer to it as the Batman. I'm so excited. <laughs> they say that years ago, they were out at night. They were feeding the horses, like just doing the last preparations before bedtime, and that they saw a shadow in the moonlight flit across the ground, and they looked up, and they saw what looked like a, a giant humanoid bat flying overhead. They said they thought it touched down like somewhere in town beyond a building, but when they went that direction to look for it, they didn't find anything and they never saw it again. Intriguing. I would ask if in that short duration of going to where it touched down, if they saw any townspeople like in very short order and like maybe questioned them about what if, if they had seen anything. Uh, they tell you, no, I, as far as I know, I was the only one out that late that night. I didn't stumble across anybody else or else. I would have asked him if they'd seen what I seen, but nobody else has. Okay. Yeah, I will I will mentally jot that one down. They did say that there was like a bag of feed missing from the general store the next morning, and I always suspected that maybe it took it, but I got no proof of that. Like like horse feed, like animal feed or like just rations or like the ground corn? Oh, could be for your chickens or could be a cooking ingredient, I guess. All right. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay. Um, I think the other thing I would do is look around. I know this is kind of a little town, um, but I would see if they had enough stuff for me to supplement uh, what broke in my med kit. Yeah, I think you can refresh your equipment charges. Okay. I think that's true for all of you as well. Like you are in a civilized place with general goods and whatnot, so you can fill back up your equipment charges. When you refill your equipment charges, do you get rid of the things you've pulled out or do you get to keep those? Think of it kind of like 
less like charges, like I've probably erroneously used that term, more like blank slots that you can fill. So like if you wanted to keep your scope, you can, but like that slot's full with scope oh, okay. from now on. Um, if you want to reset it, just consider that like, you know, you you sold or lost or whatever the scope, and now you've got that empty slot back that you can trigger again later for a different thing. Okay. Or like I'm sure in theory if you had a few open and are like, well, okay, it was actually scope still. Like that would probably be fine, right? And, but just yeah, you could use it again in the future to produce another scope or right. maybe the same scope if fictionally and narratively applicable. So like when Taz had dynamite, he didn't just produce a stick of dynamite. He just has dynamite in that slot. Yes. Okay. Cool. So well, yeah, I'm gonna get rid of the scope, but I'm gonna keep the slot with the the holy water in it. Okay, Kim, you go about uh, asking everybody who the maybe handsome rifleman was. Nobody knows. Nobody has good information for you. Ugh. Some people say that they have heard rumor of like a vigilante gunslinger, but that person usually travels further east as far as they know, not really a Montfair occupant to their understanding. But you want to head over to the blacksmith shop and see if you can find anything left behind, yeah? Yeah. Uh, why don't you investigate then? Uh, sure. Nine. Okay. Uh, so I will give you one relevant fact. As you look around the area, um, you can see like an outline where he was laying on that roof of like where the roof is more or less wet, like he was blocking the rain. And I think you do find a bullet, like a rifle cartridge that seems to have rolled off the top uh, or maybe it was abandoned because it does seem to be caked in that same like red clay or mud that the horseman was and that you know originates in Bronze Chapel. I want to hold the bullet and see if I can get a vision of the past of the man associated with this bullet. Okay, I think because you've got like an item, like you've got hands on a thing here, um, rather than doing this at level four like we did, just having eyes on the horseman, that'll drop this down to level three. Um, so go ahead and roll to go weird, uh, no penalties. And actually, uh, plus one, because you just investigated. Fifteen. Okay, I think you see a vision first person, um, but like kind of like your vision swimming. Like you can make out that you are loading rounds like this one into a bandolier. You are loading rounds like this one into pistols and you can't make it out. It sounds like you're talking, but it sounds like you're talking underwater. But as you look up from the ammunition that you're dealing with, you can see that you are speaking to someone. Again, hard to make out details. They're blurry. It's like you're looking through frosted glass but you can make out what looks like a priest's collar. Okay, I'll pocket the bullet. Megan, you are asking people about that central spire. Yeah. They call it the spike. They say the legend goes that it's like somebody on the underside of the world drove a railroad spike straight through the earth, uh, and that is what has caused this towering formation in the center of the anvil. But as far as they know, like this was a situation where the anvil as a whole shot up out of the ground as opposed to like the ground falling away around it or anything like that and just that central structure continued to rise when the rest of it had stopped so it was at the same time it seemed like one geological event and it just carried on for the spike longer than the rest of the land since this has always been here has anyone ever tried to climb it has anyone ever made it to the top? As far as anybody knows, no one's ever made it to the top. 
Um, again, it's like a mile up. Like it's huge. It is way, way up there. Some people have climbed parts of it. Um, I'd say that's probably not an uncommon thing for like children just to do, to go rock climbing and start to climb the spire. But nobody makes it very far up. Uh, I don't think anybody here is familiar with like any casualties either. Like they don't know of anybody who has climbed way up and fallen and died. Just it's visibly such an unachievable thing that like nobody's ever even gone for it. It's not like completely impossible, but that just seems beyond the scope of like the technology these people are familiar with or a thing they'd even want to do or have a reason to do. So another two days pass uh, before De Silva produces the completed part that you need to get your train back operational. It's not much of a challenge to get it installed. You can tell that everything is up and running and you are set to make your way north towards Silent Springs. Any last things you guys want to do before you leave Prospect Gardens? I definitely think I would carry Ricketts over to see us off. <laughs> I think on that third day when you go to find Ricketts, he's no longer here. Oh. Taz is like, I would not have lost track of him like that. I know exactly where he is. <laughs> How did he slip his lead? <laughs> I I think just thanking Mary Jane for, you know, her hospitality and help and... um. Yeah, just saying goodbye to these people as we get ready to go. Yeah, the townsfolk gather to see you off. Like they are flanking the sides of the train and waving, um, wishing you luck, hoping that you'll come back and visit again sometime as Cruz gets you underway and your train thunders along the tracks north towards Silent Springs. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey there, we're DM to GM. I'm your DM from Dungeons and Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from the end of time and other bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because and a lot of these hurdles are just in their head. So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts or visit dm2gm.com. DM to GM. Get your game started.